0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily, NFL Podcast. It is Thursday, November 7th. We're heading into Week 10. We have crossed the halfway point barrier of the season. Well, not long ago, but I mean, everybody's played eight games, right? Everybody will have played eight games. I'm Will Brinson. I'm the host. We do the show between eight and 10 times a week, depending on what kind of news breaks, Cam Newton goes down for the season, at least the regular season. And, uh, we do an emergency podcast along with Nick Foles being installed as a Jag starter, things of that nature. We have Thursday night previews, Monday night previews, Sunday night recap. And we also do a weekly fantasy show featuring Heath Cummings and Brian McFadden live together in the studio, in the, in the luscious, the luxurious, the luscious, the luxurious Canel and Bell studios of, uh, for Lauderdale, what's up, fellas? What's up?
1: We always talk about BMX team, and we talk about your team probably more than we should. Um, I I need to talk about my one of my leagues.
0: Is this a? You know what? This is. I feel like this is good fantasy therapy because as a fantasy <laughs> analyst, you can't really tell anyone about your team. Right. Yeah. Right. And uh, I think
1: Will, you're actually in this league. Oh, Go on. Which one? I, which I league mean, is it? it? It's uh, FFT. Okay. And there's an etiquette question, and we may have touched on this with my um, behavior surrounding the kicker position a couple of weeks ago when my opponent did not have one, and I picked up three kickers on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then the guy I left on the waiver wire, he picked up and scored 24 points. Ah, but then I was, the high, I was the I was the highest-scoring team in the league and beat him anyway. Yeah. Anyway, this week I'm playing uh, my boss, and he has Deshaun Watson and no other quarterback. And he didn't pick one up when waivers
0: ran on Tuesday. Is Chris Towers actually your boss? Uh, yeah. Okay. Like you do, like you directly report to him. I directly it? report. Oh, okay. 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 I mean, I knew he's, I knew he's a fantasy editor. I just didn't know how the. Yes, that is know. that is how how it works in our department. <laughs> um.
1: So what I picked cool up Brian boss, Kent Hill through waivers. Yeah. And which was perfectly fine. I only had one quarterback, so that gave me two. And then I hear Pete sitting next to me talking about how he picked up Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I'm looking at the waiver wire. I'm like, oh, Pete didn't pick up Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's right there. So I picked up Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I said, Pete, you didn't get him. I got him. You can trade for him, though. And then I noticed that uh, there was still one more guy. I think it was Brian, or, uh, Jacoby Brissett. And he practiced today, so maybe he'll play. I picked up Jacoby Brissett, too. And everybody out there was just acting like it was dirty pool, like I was doing something wrong. There's no roster limit to the number of quarterbacks that I can hold. We don't have any rules surrounding this. I'm not churning at one roster spot with multiple players, putting players back on waivers. There's you didn't no, break any rules. I didn't break it. No, this is. I feel no. Like you have something more to say about it,
0: <laughs> Can I? Can I? Well, can I? Can I just offer my take on this from a fantasy, uh, an outsider fantasy regular standpoint? Because I've done this before. I think it is highly irregular and frowned upon if on like Friday you added and dropped seven or eight quarterbacks. That would be poor sportsmanship. Uh, I would, as a commissioner, I would undo those and give whoever it was their opportunity to pick their first quarterback out of that group. However, if you choose to use your bench roster spots on seven quarterbacks, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, like, there's a limit to which you're willing to do it. And it's, it'll be hilarious when Chris is forced to start Mitchell Trubisky or Sam Darnold and they go bananas on you. No <laughs>
2: question. I mean, it's almost like it's a part of, part of strategy, right? He, and well, he didn't, you didn't do anything that you were not supposed to do. Didn't we just see? I mean, the Jets
1: have Ty Montgomery, Bilal Powell, Le'Veon Bell, and Bell talks like he's going to play. Mm-hmm. And they just brought Josh Adams up from the practice squad and they said, "Oh no, Le'Veon's hurt." And they said, no, "We didn't do that because Levion was hurt. We did that because someone was trying to add him off
0: of the practice squad, and we did, we wanted to block them from getting him." Uh, additionally, same thing I'm doing. Yeah. On um, we recorded this podcast at 3 p.m. on Wednesday, November 6th. Heath's two ads uh, of Ryan Fitzpatrick or th- the two ads, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Jacoby Brissett, were made at 2:48 and 2:49 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday, November 6th, respectively. Uh, that left one Chris Towers more than a full, more than a half a workday in which to log onto the internet, check his fantasy team and see if he got the waiver claims he put in for and add or drop a quarterback as needed. Now, I'm not suggesting that Chris has tons of free time on his hands. That's not the case. He's a busy man, hard working, constantly being badgered by Adam maser, no doubt. Um, but look, it's a $50 league. <laughs> you gotta go get the quarterback on the bye week, buddy.
2: No question. Yeah. Uh, he, going back to you, I don't have an issue with that. Thank you. I, appreciate I, it. I Now, if I was playing against you, I would feel some type of way. <laughs> and I think it's up to you as a fantasy owner when you know you have issues at a certain position to try. Try. That's to, the key word. Yeah, to answer that sooner than later.
0: And also worth noting here, uh, I mean, you and Chris are tied at four and five.
2: And friends, yeah, I was tied with Pete. This is a big weed as
0: well. So, I mean, like, this
2: is this is a big
0: weed. I'm, I'm, you, you, me... Chris, Heath, and George Maselli are all four and five. And five and four are currently, uh, Jamie Eisenberg and Marone, who are in the playoffs right now. I think it's only a four playoff. I believe it's a six. Oh, six. Okay. Well, we're fighting for playoff spots. Yeah. I mean, as it, yeah, you and Heath, you and, you and Heath, you, uh, Creeth, Creeth would currently be in the playoffs right now. Um, and George and I would be on the outside looking in. So, Hey, like, I don't know, fire away. Doesn't bother me one bit. It's perfectly good for him. All right. Good. All right, glad we can answer that for you. But again, if you if you had cycled through like six quarterbacks, I would say that would be inappropriate, personally. Okay, now, sure. would, I mean, don't you agree? Yes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Now, you could also make the case, too, by the way, that like if if Chris had waited to fill the quarterback void until like Saturday morning or Sunday morning, that he was opening himself up to, you know, another team claiming and dropping and deciding and being, uh, you know. And he was, uh, decided just you know, unsure about which quarterback to add and drop and just dropped a bunch. Got a, got a little happy <laughs> feet. Um, speaking of the quarterback position, this feels like a, a, a tough week for the quarterback position, Heath, because I look around. We have Jacoby Brissett, who's now hurt. Matt Ryan is playing in New Orleans. He is coming off of an injury. Daniel Jones can put up some numbers, but hasn't been great. Sam Darnold, we don't really trust quite yet, and he's playing um, at the Jets. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Ryan Tannehill are very viable starters this week, aren't they?
1: I feel more secure about Tannehill than I do Fitzpatrick. I do worry about him a little bit with Devontae Parker as his only reliable receiver because I just used the words Devontae Parker and reliable receiver. <laughs> and he's on the road against a better defense. Uh, Tannehill is my top streamer. If Mahomes was not playing Matt Moore would be, I think a good streamer in that same game. But um, I don't have, I, I'm not as excited about Fitzpatrick. I, I would, stream Daniel Jones over Fitzpatrick still.
0: Um just sort of looking across the landscape too like Russell Wilson is at San Francisco on Monday night. It's hard to sit Russell Wilson but that's a very good defense. Um, Jameis Winston has a pretty nice matchup against Arizona. Kyler Murray, very nice matchup against T- uh, Tampa Bay. Again, Jacoby Brissett hurt, so we don't know about that. Aaron Rodgers has the Panthers, who've been a very good defense. Um, you know, Drew Brees has a great matchup. If you held on to him, congrats. Lamar Jackson, great matchup. Philip Rivers Thursday night, pretty good matchup against the Raiders. But Demi, mean, Dak Prescott home against uh against the uh the, the Vikings on Sunday night. How are you handling? Like, would you rather roll with Dak Prescott or Jared Goff this week?
1: Goff's the one I'm worried about. Mm. Again, we got a West Coast team traveling across the country to play at Pittsburgh. Now, Pittsburgh defense has been phenomenal against quarterbacks since they got Minka Fitzpatrick. So I, I would much rather start Dak. Dak's the top five quarterback for me. I don't really think the Vikings' defense on the road is that much to overcome. I'm more worried about Goff. Okay.
0: Um, what do you think, PMAC? Who you got? You got? You, are you rolling with Matt Ryan this week, or how are you handling your backup situation? If you got Matt, do we do we think Matt Ryan's gonna play?
2: You know what? A good question for me because I actually have in a league I have Kirk Cousins and Matt Ryan. Mm. And last week, of course, I I started Kirk Cousins because the Falcons they were on a bye, and Matt Ryan is slated to make his return. So I'm 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 in a I'm in a bit a bit of a flux right now, guys. Like, Matt Ryan. They're not winning ball games, but he is. He has won so far when it comes to fantasy points. And he's playing against a very, very good defense on the road. He should be. Uh, I don't know what percent he is as far as being healthy, but and then we know what Kirk Cousins usually do. What he usually does on the road against above five in players, prime time. In prime time. So w- what should I do? I'm going with Ryan over Cousins,
1: but I do think I am one of the lower people on Kirk Cousins this mm-hmm. week. I just feel more confident that, like, I think in a bad game for Matt Ryan, he throws the ball 45 times for 320 yards and maybe only has one touchdown. In a bad game for Kirk Cousins, yeah, he throws
2: it 28 times and throws for 210 yards. So, man, if you know what, that's why you good at what you do. <laughs> and, and I and what you're saying is so true because I have both guys You've seen it. on my fantasy team. And I, I, a great, great insight, great information because the – carry on. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I want to give you some tribute. I took my hat. I don't have a hat on. I took it to <laughs> you.
0: Um, you're firing up Philip Rivers on Thursday, right? Or tonight, excuse me.
1: Yes, I would start Ryan, Rivers over Ryan and Cousins. He's a top 10 guy for yeah. me. I I'm a I kind of think the Raiders might win that game.
2: I, I I agree with you too. At home? Yeah. Yeah, I like the Raiders to win. Yeah.
0: So, I tend to agree, like I feel like it's the right spot, but the Chargers just shred people in November. My only concern is that everybody's going to be on the Chargers after seeing them take care of business against the Packers, and then they're going to go on the road and lay up a, a a fat bag of poop in uh, Oakland.
1: Well that line's moved like from Oakland favored to the Chargers favored, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't
1: like that at all. Yeah, I'm I think um I don't the Chargers defense looked better, but I'm not actually sure that it is. The
0: Raiders offensive line is really good.
1: It is. Josh and Jacobs is running pretty well. Pretty stopping the run. Yeah, like, I don't think the Chargers
0: can run on him. Uh I don't know if Denzel Perryman is going to play although I would anticipate that he is not. If he doesn't play, that would be a problem. But, again, like
1: the Chargers losing does not keep Phillip Rivers from having a good day in fantasy. Mm -hmm. He can be good and they can lose.
2: Actually, you wouldn't mind them getting behind a little bit. Right. So he can be forced to throw it. That's a good point.
0: Um, Who else are you rolling with? Josh Jacobs, obviously. Melvin Gordon, yes. Austin Eckler, maybe?
1: Austin Eckler, yes. Okay. Uh, It's weird. The Raiders have been very good against the run and one of the worst teams in the league against running backs that catch the football. They have given up more touchdowns through the air to running backs than they have on the ground. So I think this is more of an Eckler game than a Melvin Gordon game, but I'm probably starting both. I think Tyrell Williams is a low-end starter. And then, unfortunately, Keenan Allen right now is a low-end starter for me. Mm. And I, I I talked to Chris Harris today on his podcast, and he said like he's just going right back to Keenan Allen. And he's been making excuses for him for six weeks and he's just going to keep making excuses for him because he's Keenan Allen. And I'm, I'm just a little concerned he's either not 100% or something's up there because he's not been the same guy for six weeks now.
0: Wow. You went on the podcast with the Denver Broncos cornerback.
1: The other Chris no, Harris. No, I'm just
0: kidding. Chris Harris used to, uh, I think that Chris Harris started it with Matthew Barry at TalentedMrRodo.com, Where I, where that's where I got my internet writing start as well. I don't know if you know that. I did not know
1: that you started yeah. with that, Valentin yeah. So you were originally a fantasy writer.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I, I got... I, I got, had no idea of that. Absolutely. I got... I did uh my first paying... Matthew Barry paid me. I mean, I'm not insulting... Matt, you get paid? Mr. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> I'm not going to... No, I mean, like, we were getting paid, like, 25 bucks a month for these fantasy columns. Oh. Yeah. I mean, like, there was no... Inner, like, there was no... You Like you got the job for free and it was like Matt Barry starting his own site. I mean, he didn't have like this massive budget, but he was like, if I ever get bought up, I'll try and hook you up. I mean, 25 bucks a month. It was writing, like one column a, a week or something like that. It yeah. wasn't a, you know, I had a full-time job. It was like a, a very cheap side gig trying to get your foot in the door, but it ended up parlaying into me getting a full-time job at AOL sports. when Jamie Mottram hired me there to do fantasy football and then um let me put my fingers all over different sports, which is a weird phrase. Yes. We're just going to let that sit there. Yeah, that was awkward. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, anyway. Um, yeah, Keenan uh, Allen, man, talk about an uh, unfortunate should have sold high situation. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and he was like, we knew he wasn't going to be as good as he was at the start of the year because they didn't have anybody healthy. Mm-hmm. And he was getting like 35% of the team's targets. Right. Over the last six weeks, it's been closer to 25%. He hasn't had a touchdown or a 70-yard game since like week three.
2: mm. But but also, too, Heath, remember you just said that Phillip Rivers should be a must start. So if Phillip Rivers is a must start, shouldn't Keenan Allen be a must start as
1: well? We know Hunter Henry's a must start. Mm -hmm. And he's going to, like, he'll account for 60 to 80 yards of Rivers' production. I mean, the running backs have been huge. Eckler, you were talking about Eckler? Eckler and Melvin Gordon will catch a few passes. And then you got Mike Williams, who will catch probably 60 to 70. Like, I don't think Keenan Allen's going to be terrible. And I have him ranked as a top 25 wide receiver. Gotcha. I just don't feel comfortable with him.
2: What are your thoughts on these two guys? Well, you mentioned Tyrell Williams, but D.K. Metcalf, who would you go with? Oh, I wish you hadn't asked me that.
1: I currently <laughs> have Keenan Allen ahead of D.K. Metcalf in PPR and behind him in non-PPR.
0: Mm. Keenan Allen is over his past four games is catching less than 60% of his passes, which is a really <laughs> low number for Keenan I don't Allen.
1: think he's healthy. I don't think he's either. Yeah, I don't think he's either. Okay. But the problem with that is, like, there's a good chance that at some point in the next couple of weeks, he's going to get through practice and everything's going to feel better and he's going to be okay. Like, it's going to heal at some point, point. Mm-hmm. and we don't know when that's going to happen. And that week that he does, he's probably going to be a lot better than we expect. Mm-hmm. But I just, I'm going to rank him lower until we see it.
0: In uh, nine games against the Raiders, he has average six point three yards or six point three catches per game. 71.7 yards per game, which is pretty good, and has uh four touchdowns in those nine games. So, I don't know. I could see Keenan Allen getting up for this game, but I, I agree with you. It could be an Eckler-Hunter-Henry uh, situation. Speaking of injuries, a uh, lot of stuff kind of popping up over the last, like, 24 hours or so. Um... I don't know how I I mean, you know what, Heath, you're good at your job. You've been following it. AJ Green, where are we at on this? Because it was reported originally that he would be ready to go for Sunday. Zach Taylor said they had a plan. And uh and then Tom Pelissero of NFL Media reports that AJ Green may or may not play on Sunday. He's not playing. It really sounds
2: a little fishy. I don't think he's playing.
1: It sounds like but, I think yeah. I don't think he had any
2: of plan. Explain explain, B Mac. Especially with Finley.
1: If I'm AJ Green,
2: <laughs> if I'm if I'm AJ Green, I'm pretty much going to do what Le'Veon Bell did, but
0: on the roster. You mean what Jalen Ramsey did? Yep. <laughs> ah, my back! Oh, my back! Well, <laughs> you know, I
2: I actually do believe that if Andy Dalton probably was playing, he probably would be more excited. Uh, Ryan Finley is making his first start. This team is this is a rebuild. We're actually watching a rebuild. The difference between the rebuild with Cincinnati and the rebuild uh, with Miami is that Miami is stealing all the headlines because they're the Dolphins. Well, and the Dolphins got rid of players yeah. to acquire picks. And, and the was was like, no, nah,
1: we're just going to
2: keep them. It was, more, <laughs> it was easier to, you know, oh, determine and see, okay, we know what you guys are doing. Cincinnati, they didn't get rid of a lot of guys, but the production and the lack thereof is telling us they're rebuilding. So if I'm A.J. Green— you, A.J. does not – he don't have to play one snap this season. and would be a hot name on the streets mm-hmm. next season.
0: In fact, his his value as a free agent would go up by not playing any snaps this season. Because he'd be healthier. Because he'd be healthier, right. And yeah. I think the other thing, too, like you called it a rebuild, and I, I know what you mean. Uh, I'm not even sure it's a rebuild because to get to a rebuild, you first have to tear down.
2: So you're saying that the, the building is already down?
0: No, I'm saying this is like an abandoned lot with like a homeless guy living in it. <laughs> we, just leave, we don't even want this building anymore. <laughs> yeah.
2: A sales sign on the
1: window. Pretty much. So, yeah, yeah. They're still open. They still want people to come pay full price yeah. and sit in the building. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I went, um, I went down to South Carolina for, um, my stepfather-in-law's, uh, 70th birthday, like two or three weeks ago. We drove back. And by virtue of coming from South Carolina beaches to Raleigh, you have to drive through some small southern towns. And one of those towns, the uh, downtown was complete. It was just literally store after store after store for like three blocks. And there was not one store that was open. And it was it was a ghost town. And that's what the Bengals are. I mean, it's it's pretty sad. And if I'm A.J. Green, why would I you don't. Like, you've seen, an, we, we've all seen enough of the NFL to understand that loyalty is a short, like, it, loyalty to a team in an NFL from a player, like, you're, you're, you're risking your own personal livelihood to go out of your way. Like, he doesn't need to come back and be, uh, to help Ryan Finley become the next, you know, the next quarterback for the Bengals when he might not even be around without an extension. Like, if they want to extend him, fine. Extend him and then he can come back and play. And, but if I'm, I'm, I'm with you, BMAC, why would you risk your long-term health and long-term financial gain to play for an 0 and 8 Bengals team. Yeah,
2: and he's in a situation to uh, for him that I don't think he will receive any backlash for doing that. <laughs> nah, <'Cause> you're right. <laughs> <laughs> the who blames? Yeah, who blames? So My should God. should we drop AJ Green? I think he's too good to drop, though. I think yeah. you still gotta just hope and see. You know what? Eventually, he might decide to play. When you draft AJ, and I think if anybody who has AJ on the, on their roster now you probably spent with maybe, what, a seventh rounder, eighth rounder?
0: fifth, yeah, somewhere between fifth and seventh, depending on when you drafted because there were
1: – Yeah, I agree. It's probably a dead spot in your roster. But, like, my, my little quarterback strategy I was doing in the FFT League, I I, I dropped – I had a bad bench. Yeah. But if I had A.J. Green, I wouldn't have dropped him for a quarterback.
0: Okay, you wouldn't have picked up Ryan Fitzpatrick to spite Chris Towers for A.J. Yeah.
1: No, I, I want to keep A.J. Green on my team.
0: Okay. Um and look maybe it's it's also entirely possible that he got out there and had like felt like a little tweak or had like a setback it was like look guys I'm not you know I'm not going and they're like you know all right whatever a j yeah uh Evan ingram hmm
2: but I have oh I'm, man
0: I'm staring at evan ingram and a j green that' a up next to each other don't think that's gonna work out for me uh Evan Ingram had a mid foot sprain week. but it is not a list Frank he told reporters where uh he is listed as Oh, he he said on he said today or he said on Wednesday that he's not going to play against the Giants. So, yeah, it's like
2: he's week to week.
0: No, he's out this week. He told him he's not. He told reporters I mean, he's he not either. playing this week. But then after this yes. week
2: is week to week. Um yeah. there's no reason for him to play anymore. He said anymore.
0: There's
1: not he <laughs> pull to AJ Green also. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna pull an AJ Green. But there's no you don't rush it. Like he's a he's a young player. that's part of their future, so, and they're not winning. Just make sure he doesn't make sure he's good
2: for next year. So okay, if that's the case, <laughs> or. Let's say he's slated to miss a few weeks, right? And you need to address the tight end position. And currently available, you got guys like Jimmy Graham, Vance McDonald, Jared Cook. Like, where you go? You're talking about a bunch of old guys. There's a young guy that I'm
1: pretty excited about, Mike Gesicki. Everybody is.
2: But is is that a week to week thing, or you actually? I
1: think it. He's he's been a starter level tight end for the last month. And with Preston Williams gone, he was targeted more downfield last week. Had 75 air yards, which was the third most at the position. They don't have another number two receiver that can get down the field. Albert Wilson can't run anymore. Jakeem Grant needs to be used around the line of scrimmage. I think he's going to be kind of their number two deep option. And like as bad as he's been, he's never scored a touchdown. We always talk about with rookie tight ends, they're probably going to be bad we should be ready to accept when second and third year tight ends start to show us that they might be good. Mm-hmm. We need to act on that.
0: I think that's a good point. And um, I would also note that, you know, when you sort of look, you can look at our, you can look at our, uh, the CBS sports.com player profile page on your, in your fantasy league. And it'll be like, Oh, you know, like, it's like, you know, you you know it's color coded. Your green means a good matchup statistically, red is a bad matchup statistically, and um you know in the in the fantasy playoffs, Mike Jasicki has the Giants and the Bengals, who have not seeded a lot of points to tight ends. However, their secondaries suck. And if if he's one of the top two weapons for the <laughs> Dolphins, then I think that he could actually be a pretty viable option in in the fantasy playoffs as a guy at tight end, right? Yes. The Dolphins and the Giants are gonna win people fantasy leagues. Cause they, they have good fantasy playoff matchups.
1: Oh, it's gonna be wonderful.
0: I love it. It's like when, uh, Drew Bennett and, um, uh, Billy Volick won fantasy leagues.
1: Mine was, uh, Devin Aroma Shodu.
0: Ooh, very nice. You Ooh. know, I, I got, I won a league with Jamal Charles before he was the starter too. That was, uh.
1: I, I was on Jamal Charles before it was cool.
0: Me too. Um. I was being you. What's that? I was uh, being oh, oh, you. right, right, right. Fantasy hipster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn it. it. Uh, who else? Any other, uh, tie, any other guys like that? I I literally just added Josecki, by the way. Even in a league where I don't have to have a tie. Oh my god, I have Josecki and Devontae Parker in this league. Maybe I'm not gonna win. Go get Kalen (laughs) Balaj. Really? Or did you just say that? (laughs) Um, Put all the Dolphins on your offense. The, uh, what about Le'Veon Bell? You mentioned him earlier, Heath. We had uh, Le'Veon Bell reportedly had a, uh, his knee looked at. They added Josh Adams, but it seemed more like a spite move by Adam Gase than anything else. Um, are you? Uh, we talked about you can't trade for Le'Veon Bell. You don't buy high of Le'Veon Bell, but he's not a terrible buy. Um, or would you? Would you feel comfortable starting Le'Veon Bell this week, moving and moving forward?
1: As long as he practices, and he said that he could have practiced on Wednesday, so I'm assuming that he's going to be okay, and as long as he is, I'm putting him in the starting lineup. It's still a great schedule coming up, it's just a bad team that he's on, so you have to temper your expectations. He's a, he's a high-end number two, low-end number one this week.
0: What about, uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb? I heard that Freddie Kitchen said, Freddie, what Freddie Kitchen said indicated that Kareem Hunt might have a bigger role than we maybe thought.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know that Freddie Kitchens knows what's going to happen in that game. <laughs> uh, um Nick Chubb has averaged twenty-two and a half touches per game. Mm-hmm. I dropped him down in my projections this week to eighteen touches. Which is still, yeah, it's still fantastic. Yeah. I think there's a there's a chance this trends to it. I don't expect Hunt to have a huge role his very first game. I think there's a chance this trends towards maybe like a sixty thirty type split, which would be bad news for Chubb, but like. I have Hunt in one league, and, and I'll watch and see what happens, to see if I'm going to hold on to him, but I'm not expecting a lot this week.
2: Yeah, the best thing, I think, you know, speaking as a former player and something that we've seen from other guys at the running back position who missed a lot of time, it will take some time for him to get into football shape. You know, we kind of saw that with Melvin Gordon his first few weeks back. We saw that with Ezekiel Elliott not looking like the guy he was you know, years ago and even last year. So it will take some time for him to get right back into football shape. Now, he was a part with the team throughout training camp preseason. You know, those guys missed right. all of it. But, I mean, he's been a, away from the team for eight months, and we know he's been working out on his own. But you cannot emulate being a part of team activities when you're working out by yourself.
0: Um. Hey, let me just to circle back on the Evan Ingram thing really quickly. Just a guy that we didn't, Darius Slayton. Who's had some really nice weeks in terms of production, but, um, didn't do anything against the Cowboys on that Monday night game. Um, has been up and down, didn't do much against Arizona. Obviously not much against New England, uh, but he did see four, four targets against Dallas and he has a pretty good matchup against the Jets and Evan Ingram is out now. Any thoughts on him this week?
1: Boomer busts flex. Okay. Like if I don't, you don't feel good about your flex. He's a guy you could put in there that could have a big
0: day, but there's almost no four. Okay. No floor. It doesn't even exist. There's no floor. It's like the Bengals house. They don't have a floor. What about the Cardinals backfield? Kenyon Drake steps in out of nowhere is incredible. hmm BMAC, do you, would you hold, buy, sell Chase Edmonds?
2: I mean, if you can get anything for Chase, <laughs> anything, you sell him. I don't know what you can get for him. Chase Edmonds is, like, we're going back to now, the, the
1: barometer is, would I drop this guy to spite at a quarterback against my opponent? And my boss. Ken-
0: my boss. Is the, spite. Yeah, my, my boss. boss. And,
1: and Chase Edmonds is below that line. I would drop
0: him. Okay. All right.
1: I, not drop Kenyon Drake. No, but, no. Purpose, but I would, I don't think Drake's going to be that good this week. I, I expect David Johnson to get a majority of the touches.
0: Do you think David Johnson is back in full this week? Not quite in full, but, but enough
1: to make Drake just a, Man, I hope he scores a touchdown, guy.
0: Okay. Um, Ronald Jones for the Buccaneers. He shouldn't be available in any league, should he?
1: He was th- available in 38% yesterday, so I'd guess it's, he's available in 15 to 20% now.
0: I will tell you in one second.
1: Um, second.
2: I'm all in. I think he's going to have a big week. I, I'm all in. I think he's a
1: top 20 running back for the rest of the season. I think Bruce Arians has figured it out. When they've given him the football, it's produced fantasy points. I, I was a doubter for all of last year before he was drafted and a most of this summer, but I'm back. I'm in. Now, I'm not back in because I was never in before, but I'm all
0: in. Okay. Um, I'm not back in. I'm just
1: in. I, I was never here before, so I can't be back in. Right.
0: Uh, 18 carries, 67 yards, one touchdown. He is 81% owned in CBS sports fantasy leagues. That is, um, pretty high but not that big of a spike considering where he was. If he's available in your league, go snatch him up immediately. I mean it's a running back who's going to get between 15 and 20 carries. You know, doesn't have the world's greatest matchup. Arizona's Arizona's a pretty good matchup, but then New Orleans is tough, but then Atlanta, Jacksonville, Indy, Detroit and Houston to close out. That's pretty strong. Mhm. Yes it is. Uh are there any that's a guy that you could target too for the fantasy playoffs? Anybody else that you would look at Heath um for the fantasy stretch run, fantasy playoffs,
1: um, he doesn't have as good of schedule, I don't think. I'm gonna look it up and make sure, but I feel very similarly to Devin Singletary, about Devin Singletary. Okay, like I, I didn't know when he would supplant Frank Gore, and there was a chance, like with what will happen with Kenyon Drake, that he wouldn't.
0: Coaches, but- are, coaches are. If you're a fantasy owner, coaches are a holes. He had four six. Didn't play, didn't play, didn't play, didn't play. 7-3, 20. He went up to 20 carries this week. I lost the league because I didn't start him, and then the Cowboys scored a touchdown at the end of the game, and I lost to the Cowboys' DST. Brutal.
1: But, like, he gets the Browns this week. They've not been very good against the run. He gets the Dolphins the week after. Now, it gets tougher after that, but I still – and then the playoff matchup is bad. But if he's getting 15 to 20 touches for the Bills, I, I think he's still going to be good.
0: I mean, Denver's fine against the run. They're not that great. You can run a little bit on Dallas. Baltimore's pretty good. Pittsburgh good. New England good, but that Week 16 game against New England, New England might be sitting their guys. And they've not
1: really been particularly good against running backs.
0: In fact, you have to run against them to stop right. to yeah, to do anything against them. So yeah, I think so you would it's it's hard to buy Singletary this week, I think, because he was so good and whoever owned him has been wait, you know squatting on that hoping he would break out. What about um David Montgomery, who I almost wanted to call Dexter McCluster? <laughs> Mississippi. He is
1: nothing at all like Dexter McCluster.
0: Nothing guess, at all, but D and M. What, D, if you then, wanted
1: to call J.D. McKissick Dexter McCluster, then I would have kind
0: of got it, because they
1: have a similar name, they play a similar game, they got they had the same hairstyle for a while. Well, but
0: D and M, the DM, like, they both have DM initials. That was all it is. Is I was like, D, his name is D, plays for the Bears. Dexter McCluster never played for the Bears. I don't know what to tell you. My head's in a dark place right now, okay? <laughs> Georgia Tech beat NC State last night. Clemson's coming to town. They're going to kick the crap out of us. Okay. I'm in a dark, dark place. Dabo Sweeney, if you, if you BMAC, I'm going to tell you right now, if you want yes. to bet, if you want to bet for Saturday, take bet, Clemson. take Clemson, hammer Clemson minus 32.
2: I was going to ask you what were your thoughts, but I kind of knew where you were going. So, uh, I love David Montgomery okay. as a ad for the uh,
1: playoff run. Okay. They answered the original question.
0: yeah so, by the way, so look, Clemson. <laughs> Clemson ranked fifth in the in the in the college football playoff poll. A purposeful slap to Dabo Sweeney's face. Last no. year against NC State, Dabo used his son in the first quarter on a fake field goal while up 17 points. He doesn't like Dave Doran. He knows he has to bludgeon everyone on his path, and it's all that's left is NC State, Wake Forest, and South Carolina. If he bludgeons those three teams and then bludgeons whoever's in the ACC championship game, he's in the playoff. He's going to murder NC State. 50 points minimum. So, anyway. That's... So, David Montgomery, good in the playoffs. Great. Uh <laughs> Let's move on to Facebook questions. I'm just, bit. like,
1: <laughs> Debo is... I think he must be writing you a note to give you compliments on all the good things you did hosting this episode and the things that he really liked, but just furiously on the keyboard. Uh, he's still, dude, dude, this is how Devo spins the show. She's
0: like, he's like, stop, <laughs> stop, stop, go back, go back to the path. You're wandering <laughs> through the woods. You're getting hit by branches. Go back to the path. Uh-huh. Uh, Facebook questions. Remember, you can join the Pick Six podcast Facebook group. And for the record, by the way, I'm not the only one who goes on tangents. Brady Quinn went on a, Unbelievable tangent to start the show yesterday. Um, but you can join the Pick 6 Podcast Facebook group. Go to Facebook.com, search for Pick 6 Podcast. It will have like a little locked button on it. You can apply to join, and we have moderators who will let you in. You can ask us questions. I will swoop through there several times a week and answer every question that has not been answered since the last time I was there. Um, Brian Meek wants to know, this is a bigger concept, but what are your thoughts on a league allowing trades for future Draft picks. Love it. Sure.
1: As long as it's A, a dynasty league, or B, a keeper league where you keep at least four players.
0: I agree with that. Um, it cannot
1: be a redraft league where you're trading future picks. It cannot be a one keeper or two keeper league. And this happened in one of mine. It was only a one keeper league and they did it for one month of one season. And it was such a disaster that half the league almost quit. And the guy who made all the trades won the league with ease, mm. and is currently Owen eight or nine this year because mm. he traded away all his draft picks and he only had one keeper. Yep. So uh, it's a disaster if you don't have at least four keepers. I love it in dynasty leagues so. though.
0: Yeah, and I would dynasty leagues is a must. Keeper leagues is a must. I would say the other thing too that I would recommend in this situation. Is that your draft for the following year be based on the previous year's results? Oh, yes. But that's not always the case. As long as it's a keeper or a dynasty league, it always should be the case. Not and Our pal Nick Costas is telling <laughs> me about a league where it's like, I mean, like it's randomized. So like you might win the league and then get the first pick overall. That's stupid. Why would you do that?
1: Well, this is the league that Nick allegedly went undefeated in, I believe. Allegedly, yes. Um That's probably a pretty stupid league.
0: Yes. He's like, it's a very sharp league. Tough guys. And it's like, yeah, sure. Your five-year-old cousins trading you Alvin Kamara for a carrot. We got undefeated. Get out of here. You got to be a real a real hero to go undefeated in the league and a real loser to lose in this first round of the playoffs to an undefeated team like me. Uh, Jeremy Barnett wants to know, AJ Green, Outlook for the rest of the year. We covered that already. Is he an automatic starter? He is not quite yet. Um, and then also says, what do you do? Be Mac with, what do you do with Robbie Anderson or Terry McLaurin?
2: Well, Terry's on a bye week. He has a bye. (laughs)
0: That's a good call.
2: Yeah. So if you need a player for this week, (laughs) don't start Terry McLaurin. (laughs) Exactly. You got to go Robbie against the Giants, right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to buy low on
1: Terry. I I can't imagine they're going to run Dwayne Haskins out there six more times. Um, that just doesn't seem fair to anyone. And so I I expect Case Keenum to be a quarterback after the bye and expect Terry McLaurin to be a top 20 receiver again.
0: If, if they put Case Keenum out there, then Terry McLaurin is a, is a viable wide receiver too. Yep. I mean, he was awesome when Case Keenum was out there. Worth noting too that, I mean, again, I can't stress this enough. The fantasy, your fantasy playoffs are going to be decided by the crappiest teams in football. Yep. The Redskins Which, have the um, oh. Reds, No, go ahead. The Redskins have the Eagles and the Giants. I mean, they're going to put up points.
1: Go, go like I'm looking forward to seeing the team that is um, Darius, Geis, <laughs> Miles, Gaskin, Devontae Parker, Terry McLaurin, Case Keenum. I don't know if I go quite as far as Case Keenum. They Daniel, probably have Daniel one. Daniel Jones, one good tight end or something. But yeah, it's it's going to be a disaster. And I apologize to all you first place teams that lose to them.
0: I mean, that's why if you're in first place, stack your bench with teams on those crappy – go grab the crappy players. Don't let Devontae Parker sit out there, man. He's going to put up numbers. He's better than Sammy Watkins. There, I said it. That's a running gag on this podcast, Heath. Don't worry about it. Okay. Do you know about the – the bet? I said during the preseason that Devontae Parker would have more yards than Sammy Watkins. And after week one, I was getting clowned. Now, not mm-hmm. clowned. What's the – uh do you have the score? Uh He's within 75 yards of them. Okay, so it's really, really close. It's really close, yeah. And and Parker's the only guy like left, and and Sammy's banged up. They'll save him for the playoffs. I think Parker's gonna win.
1: I I made a bet with Azer, um, Daniel Jones versus Gardner Minshew fantasy points per start.
0: Yeah, um,
1: after Jones' big first big game against Tampa Bay, because that game doesn't count. Oh, oh,
0: and Minshew is probably locked in now to whatever his number is,
1: like eighteen point eight, and Daniel Jones at like twenty, not or sixteen point two. So but he needs man. to average basically 21 per game rest of season to beat Minshew.
0: Mm, that's fascinating. It's fun. So yeah.
2: what do you win?
1: Uh, he has to wear the Minshew mustache for a week uh-huh. if Minshew uh, <laughs> is better than Daniel Jones. He
0: has to grow a mustache, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Can't just like wear a mustache. No. And if enough. you lose...
2: We... I, I get to do it again. Okay. And I think you're okay with doing that. Yeah, I'm
0: pretty fine with it. Yeah, Heath wants to lose. He's <laughs> like... He's, like, hoping Minshew comes in for, like, a start for, like, a quarter. He gets hurt just so he can grow a mustache for a week. Uh, Chase Savage asks, 12-team standard scoring. Who should I start this week? Dak versus Minnesota or Brisket, Jacoby Brissett versus Miami? Dak. If Jacoby's active, would you consider switching? No. Okay.
2: Dak at home.
0: Steve Richards wants to know, Juju, Jalen Samuels, Christian Kirk or Tyrell Williams for flex non PPR. Uh, you said Juju, Jalen Samuels, Christian Kirk or Tyrell yeah. Williams.
2: I would say Juju or the uh, uh, Samuels.
1: I would go with Samuels if Connor is out. If yeah, Connor yeah. plays, then
0: I would go with Tyrell. I agree with that too. I think. And unfortunately, you I won't know can't do that. So I just play Tyrell. Yeah, because you won't know that Connor is out until, yeah. So just go with Tyrell. Chargers. That's gonna be a shootout on Thursday night. Tonight, that'll be a shootout tonight. Roll with Tyrell Williams. All right, uh, let's take a break. Oh, we going to say bye, B Mac. See you later. Show, you, you can hang. See you later, Wolfpack. Wolfpack sucks in all sports. We're trash. We're done. Um, <laughs> hey, wait. Before we let you go, who's FSU gonna hire? I
2: hope it's big game Bob Stoops.
0: That's not happening. Maybe Mark
2: Stoops. Mini no, game, no. mini
0: game Mark Stoops.
2: You gotta pay to play.
0: Are you, are you suggesting that FSU should pay players
2: or that they should? Whoa, no, no, I mean, you gotta pay to play, so you wanna bring in a big name, you gotta pay for them, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. But it, like, I heard the, I heard Kirk Herbstree say that like, he talked to Bob Stoops and Bob Stoops' like, I'm not doing that.
2: Anymore. Well, just know. <laughs> by tomorrow, because this is Thursday, okay. so tomorrow there should be an announcement. Whoa, 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 you got a scoop on here? I'm just, I'm just hoping uh, <laughs> that there's an announcement. I love,
0: I love this. <laughs> Whoa, um, I
2: like your fingers? Are those spirit fingers? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like getting
0: excited. Um, do I you... think we should definitely like just promote this. Yeah, break the i just,
2: do... I just feel like there, there will be an announcement. I just feel it in my bone.
0: Do you think it'll be a big game announcement?
2: I really hope so. It's a big. I mean, if you had make an announcement on Friday right before college football Saturday, mm. it'd be a big name,
0: right? Yeah, you don't want to be like we're hi- I mean, we're would hi- would it, would, it, would, it, would, it would, you, would you would you be like we're hiring Mark Stoops? Uh,
2: not on Friday.
0: Not on Friday. You would do that like in the off season.
2: Like Tuesday, Wednesday.
0: Also Mark Stoops can't leave Kentucky and like come to Florida State mid-season, can he? Has that ever happened before?
2: I don't think so. That's why I think, you know, it has to be a guy that is currently not coaching if you make an announcement right now, right?
0: It has to be. Yeah. The only So the only two guys would be Urban and Bob Soups. The only reason you would blow this up in the middle of the season, a season that's already a disaster. Like, like you try and reverse a disaster season by announcing a big name in the middle of the season.
2: Not to mention you lost a lot of recruits because of what happened a week ago. Yeah. Now you're creating a buzz and out he, the gate.
0: And that guy doesn't have to coach this season, hypothetically.
2: Just put your staff together and get on the recruiting trail. You trailer.
0: start putting the staff together. It's announced. You get on the recruiting trail. You're grinding. That would actually be a pretty smart move by FSU, and that's yeah. why they paid the seventeen million to Willie Taggart too. Twenty. Well, twenty for his whole staff. Seventeen yeah. for his. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He. This is what a wonderful podcast for Heath. we talked about FSU, NC State. Um. What else did we talk about? Anyway, all right, BMAC. Uh, man, I can't wait to Friday. Fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, BMAC. Talk to you next week, buddy. Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week of the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
1: Passion
0: All right, BMAC has departed us. Time for Heath and I to roll through some DFS chatter. I've been ice cold on DFS, Heath, uh, ever since I won that one tournament and got one hundred thirty dollars. Been ice cold.
1: Um, yeah, I, I think I won four of the first five weeks of the season, and I have lost the last two. So it's it's been a mid season lull the last two weeks. But the nice thing, the way you look at it, as long as you're managing your money correctly. Every loss is just another week closer to a win.
0: <laughs> That's actually a good way like, to look at you're it. You're going to win again. Yeah. If you lose, uh, it sucks that you lost, but you're going to win again soon. Um did I, did did uh, Jamie or Pete tell you about Mr. Costas's little DFS escapade?
1: Yes, uh, yes, I heard that um he he had lost uh, 49,000 dollars in about 10 minutes.
0: That is correct. He,
1: yeah, that's a, that's a rough 10 minutes.
0: That's a rough 10 minutes. I don't think, I don't think I've ever lost $49,000 in 10 minutes. I don't think I have either. Um, what you do, this is why you don't screenshot it with 45 minutes left in the slate and text it to your buddies.
1: Yeah. That's, that's very true.
0: You're bet. You're, you're literally asking, you're asking to get, to lose. Well, and like there will be people, like I'm not good
1: at this, but this is why people tell you, you don't check your scores until the games are over. Right. Because if he had never looked during the games, He would have been like, Hell yes, I want a thousand bucks. Oh, three dollars. Yeah, what a day. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Instead, it's like, man, my life sucks. I yeah. He actually texted, he's like, Why should, is it weird that I feel like I lost? We're like, nah, you should feel that way. Yeah. yeah. But he should have never known. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Exactly. All right. Um, let's get back on track. Let's get everybody back on track this week. With your top quarterback play, he is the, I think, the top-priced option. Lamar Jackson? He's
1: the top-priced and the top-projected. And as far as quarterbacks on this slate in the DFS scoring system, um, or at least on FanDuel scoring, I project him for, like, five points more than any other quarterback. Mm. Uh, Now, there's some concern that this will be like the Dolphins game in that he won't run, but... Not like the Dolphins game with the five touchdown passes and maybe mm-hmm. his ceiling's a little bit lower, but I I don't care. It's Lamar Jackson. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the world and he's facing the Bengals. And that's
0: your cash game play. Yeah, for sure. Contrarian play. Not more. <laughs> Currently. Hopefully Only if Patrick Mahomes starts, though. That's yeah, that a real contrarian play.
1: Patrick Mahomes is going to come back. And it might like I'll be interested. If Mahomes comes back and we don't find out till like, Saturday or something, we get little rumors, and then he's finally active on Sunday. Like, what's his ownership going to be when everybody's spent the entire week not sure if he's going to play?
0: It can't be that high, right? Because...
1: It, it won't be as high as Lamar. I don't think it'll be as
0: high as Breeze, probably. So, that uh, could be interesting, too. Well, Mahomes is... The second highest priced on DraftKings at seven thousand, so he's just three thousand dollars cheaper than Lamar Jackson and two thousand three hundred dollars, excuse me, and then two hundred dollars more expensive than Jameis Winston. I can't imagine he'll be very owned, right? Against against switch to him. hmm. That's it. I think I was going to ask that if if Mahomes is a contrarian play, and I think he is.
1: I I hope so. Um, I don't I don't have any idea on projected ownership this time of the week, especially when he's still not. Listed as projected to play.
0: Um, running back plays. The top play for you is a hopefully healthy Alvin Kamara.
1: They finally priced Christian McCaffrey high enough <laughs> to where he didn't project as the top play running back. And it's a pretty good matchup against the Packers. But on, I don't know what he is on DraftKings on FanDuel. I think he's at 10-5. He's 10-5 at DraftKings, too. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's too much.
0: Saquon is 8-8 and Kamara is 8-2. Especially when you have Alvin Kamara against the Falcons. Yeah. Is there any concern that the Saints might be up big and just let Latavius run wild?
1: I don't think they'll get up big without Alvin Kamara having a good day.
0: Okay. Interesting. Um, That's that's a good point. Contrarian play.
1: Jamal Williams. This is kind of – it's weird because this is kind of a donkey play in that he's not – it's not smart play. Because he's not
0: No, I know what a donkey player yeah, is. Okay. My plays are donkey me, plays. Like,
1: why are you telling me it's the top contrarian player? Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons it's contrarian, because it like he's not getting enough touches to score the fantasy points that he's been been scoring. But I do like his involvement in the passing game, and they do have another very good matchup in terms of how the Panthers defend running backs. And there's always that upside chance that like Aaron Jones drops a pass and Williams gets ten straight touches. And his price hasn't gone up
0: to match his production. So I think it'll be low on. And I like it. He does catch a lot of touchdown passes too. Um, what do you think about David Montgomery at 5,300 this week? I like it a lot. Okay. Um, Nick Chubb at 7,000. I'm, I'm, I really think, so I have a theory about this game and Nick Chubb is uh, 7,900 on draft, on FanDuel as well. I know that Kareem, people are worried about Kareem Hunt. People think the Browns suck. They don't want anything to do with the Browns. But if you look at – there's two things for me on this game. If you look at the Bills, they're a bad team against the run, and you can run on them. And I really think that we are going to see two to three more big spikes from the Browns in terms of, oh, that's what Cleveland can be if everything clicks, like against the Ravens when they drop that 40-burger on them. And I think this is one of those weeks where Chubb runs wild against Buffalo. It
1: kind of seems like everybody agrees with you. because See,
0: that's a donkey play. That's the problem
1: <laughs> because like they were open at one and a half point favorites and now they're favored by three.
0: Yeah. i like,
1: play. I, when I saw they opened it one, I was like, well, how fast is it going to take for Buffalo to be favored? Mm. And nobody took Buffalo. Like they're be- just begging you to take Buffalo.
0: Let's see what the, uh, action network has for, uh, percentages on that. They have 73% of the bets are, Oh, no, this is, this reeks of a Cleveland. Cleveland, this week's of a Cleveland steamer. He, yeah. I hate to tell you. Uh, the, uh, Buffalo is, uh, 73% of the bets, 65% of the money, and the line is moving towards Cleveland. So Cleveland's getting, Cleveland is getting steamed, uh, by the Sharps. That's, I think, what we're learning there. Okay. Cleveland, the Sharps are steaming Cleveland, if you will. Uh, wide receiver, Divas, like, please move along. Wide receivers, uh, also with the Saints. Mike Thomas can't guard him. Not like, play.
1: He, I don't believe he has a game this season below 16 fantasy points. Is that right? They believe that is accurate. That's I Believe true he one. scored at least 16 fantasy points in every. So why, like, he's been over 20 in three of his last four. He's just amazing in every way, and he should probably be priced 500 more than any receiver.
0: He, uh I don't know if you know this. Fun fact. Michael Thomas leads the NFL in receiving yards and he's coming off his bye. Yeah. That's good.
1: That that's very, very good. Yeah.
0: Leads the NFL in oh no, Hopkins and Julian Edelman have passed him in targets, but they are on their bye this week, so he will jump uh jump them as well. Um and I think you could actually argue that Michael Thomas is due for some positive touchdown regression, right? Maybe a little, maybe not.
1: Yeah, he's had weird touchdown numbers from times in the past, but yeah, I think he's do a little.
0: Okay. Uh top contrarian play. Oh yeah. Shoot it in my veins.
1: Devontae Parker. It's so weird, but he's been a top twenty wide receiver since week four. And since Ryan Fitzpatrick came back in week six, he's been a top fifteen wide receiver. And he's priced like a number three or number four wide receiver. Hmm. And I don't think the Colts are particularly good in the secondary. And we know Fitzpatrick's gonna wing it. So I yeah, I'm playing him.
0: How are you handling the uh, Lions' wide receivers this week? The Bears have allowed twenty passes of twenty yards or more, which is bottom five in the league, and just three passes of forty yards or more, which is also bottom five in the league. The Lions are really a feast or famine, uh, you know, in the words of Phil Mickelson, bombs. They like to throw bombs. So uh, how do you handle Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones?
1: I just start Kenny Galladay and don't really think about it. Yeah. Marvin Jones, I probably close my eyes and start. Like, I'm going to think about it a lot. But there's just not very many good wide receivers this week.
0: Mm. And Marvin Jones, the thing about him is, like, he'll hammer you with a three. Like, he's got uh three games of 18 fantasy points or more in standard scoring leagues. Um You know, and two games with. 10 plus targets. So sit him at your own. Like if he gets nine plus targets, he's going to, he's going to score a bunch of points. So he's also got fewer than 25 yards in two of his last four. Yep. He's boomer boss. But I mean, like they're not going to, by the way, that over under that game is 41. That's low for a lions team that doesn't really defend and doesn't run the ball. Well,
1: I think it's, that's the Mitchell Trubisky effect.
0: Bears are favored by two and a half to, yeah, that stinks. Uh, tight tight end play,
1: Austin Hooper, much like Michael Thomas, leads tight ends in fantasy points and receptions, and he's coming off his bye. I don't think his involvement in the offense is going to go down without Muhammad Sanu. He has at least six catches. We get six targets from a tight end, we're pretty excited. Yeah, he's got at least six catches in every game but one. Mm. And they're going to throw the ball fifty times.
0: Yep. And you would presume that Marshawn Lattimore is going to shadow or at least be on Julio Jones a substantial portion of this program. So why not? Uh And then your contrarian is my man Johnu Smith, who just keeps producing. Sorry, I didn't yep. trade you, Johnu Smith, for the Raiders defense or what? He didn't produce last week. Oh, he didn't do anything last week, did he? I should have traded you, John Smith, for the Raiders. I won anyway, though, so it didn't matter.
1: Yeah, I lost. Ooh. Um. Yeah, I, I'll go right back to him. As long as Delaney Walker's out, I think he's better than Delaney Walker.
0: Okay. Um, let's get to beer. Had any get beer lately?
1: I have not had any unique beer lately. You have some beer coming to your house, there, right? I, I do some- have some beer coming to my house. I'm not sure at all what kind it is. I have, uh, this, this is my, uh, I guess, my Publix BOGO ad, two weeks too late. But uh New Belgium Juicy Hazy was Bogo, and so I just bought, like, two cases of it. That's a good beer. So I've just been drinking that because it's in my fridge, in I my garage. To,
0: I need to go check out this. We don't have Bogo deals for beer at my – it's at Publix? Yep. Right, yep. I need to go not, check that out.
1: Not every week, but at least two weeks out of the month.
0: Okay. And it's usually, like, Sierra, Sierra Nevada, hazy little thing. Sometimes it's good beer. Sometimes it's not.
1: Bogo beer just, is good beer. It's some kind of Kona Kona Island Lager? And I'm like, no.
0: That's not bad. It's not a bad beer. But um,
1: that's not a Heath beer.
0: Whoa. So, uh, Joseph H, my buddy who's getting a, a podcast shirt sent his way. I think I've taken care of everybody so far who sent me those, sent me a big box of beer that showed up at my house today. It was in a, uh, diaper box. So my wife was very curious about that. My wife being the sane human that she is immediately thought that I had a secret family I was buying diapers for. Because, you know, who, who doesn't want a second family, Heath? Um, just going to mention some of the beers that I got though. Uh, two roads holiday ale, Bier de Noël. Very excited about that. Ooh. 7.3%, a little Christmas beer. Gonna save that for December, obviously. Wormtown brewery, triple IPA. <laughs> Hello. The bee hoppiest is 10.7%. Um, limited access double IPA from, uh, where, is this, you know, I don't know what brewing this is, but it says rock art on it. So we we'll go with that. In Vermont. It's a large can. It is a large can. 7.3%. These are all, it appears to be IPAs. Uh, double, double dry hopped, full clip, limited release from Stoneface. Good lord. These are great beers. Um, and then a, uh, I feel like this would be right near wheelhouse. He, new pair of brews. a milk stout with cold brew coffee. Interesting. Yeah. So thank you, Joseph. Your shirt is going to be in the mail soon. Very excited to try these. Going to get one of them cold and drink it uh, probably tonight. Wash away my sorrows. In the meantime, anything else? Anything else you want to talk about beer wise? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. Uh, Heath, as always, buddy. Pleasure. Talk next week, man. Sounds good.